Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence and Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. Well, welcome into another episode of Two Dudes in the Kitchen. It's Wells Adams and Tyler Florence coming at you from Studio City. And Tyler is in um, Hawaii? I'm in Hawaii, man. Yeah, absolutely. So I apologize if the connection's a little little choppy today. Um, We are under construction with uh, Miller and Lux at the Four Seasons Hawaii, and I am sitting here right here in my brand new dining room. So is it going to be the same Miller and Lux as the one in the city, or is it going to be like with some Hawaiian themes? We we definitely leaned into what they call the Paniola culture uh, on the Big Island. So there's a really rich ranching, cattle ranching history here. That's the reason I think the brand just really makes sense for us to be here. And uh, it's you know obviously the most delicious steaks in the world as always, and we're definitely going to land you know some of the things that are coming out of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, we have uh, kampachi, which is like super fabulous. So it's going to have a Polynesian flair to it, uh, but it's definitely going to have the spirit of the city for sure. Awesome. Tableside Caesar salad, Dover sole, all that stuff is coming with. Okay. What about the um, the tomahawk steak? Tomahawk, yeah, yeah. I, uh, okay. I, I have one. I have like I have one in my pocket. Uh, yeah. I, I never leave one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm excited about um, the episode today because we're going to have uh, this guy named Lorenzo Espada on, and he's got a new cookbook um, that is called Something Out of Nothing. And before we get him on here, I thought we should talk about like the things that we make or typically you make when you've got kind of nothing around the kitchen. How do you make something out of nothing, Tyler? Well, you know, it's one of my magic tricks. When my wife says, hey, listen, I think we're going to get some takeout. I don't really see anything in the kitchen we can make dinner with tonight, you know, kind of in between those days of getting groceries. And, um, you know, I, I come back 20 minutes later with a masterpiece based on kind of what we have here, right? So pasta is always a really good go-to. Eggs, pasta, bacon, you got carbonara with a little bit of a little, little, little scrappy piece of Parmesan cheese down in the cheese drawer. You can always make something really great with that. Um, there's also, you know, like uh, uh, great ways to turn, you know, canned tomatoes and tomato soup, you know, uh, with a really delicious grilled cheese sandwich. So there's lots of things you can do with next to nothing uh, and turn into something that that you're going to love. 
Here's a question. If you're going to the grocery store and you're buying a bunch of stuff, what are some things that you absolutely need to have in the pantry for those days when you need to make something out of nothing? Like, what are some things like, I feel like tomato paste is something that like I never have, but if I did, I could make a lot of things with it or anchovy paste, stuff like that, that you could stack your pantry with that'll help out on those days when you need to make something out of nothing. Rice for sure. I think okay. definitely rice, definitely chickpeas for sure. Um, and then inside the bean world, maybe if you like black beans or black eyed peas or refried beans, uh, uh, I think those are really important. I like chickpeas. We keep chickpeas around a lot because uh, that, that can easily turn into a thickening agent for a soup. Uh, you can easily turn that into hummus. Um, you could put that in, inside of a, of a curry to make something really kind of special. Um, love chickpeas. Uh, uh, you can throw them into a salad to really kind of get some nice protein, some bulk. Uh, which is really great. Um, we'd like to keep uh, like chicken breasts in the freezer or ground ground turkey even better. Ground turkey is a nice thing to buy. Just like just throw it in the freezer and uh, and and have something you know you can just kind of thaw out quickly and then turn that into a pasta sauce. Turn that into a chili. Uh, turn that into a taco filling. Turn that into a shepherd's pie if you want to. Um, what else? I mean, obviously pasta, you know, do you like two pasta? Or do you like, 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 uh, like, um, uh, cut pasta, like spaghetti or linguine? Uh, I mean, I think I'm a equal opportunity lover of all types of pasta. Um, I will say yeah. the gluten does kind of mess me up. So I got to kind of pick my spots. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Um, you know, then obviously there's really good gluten-free pastas out there mm. too, right? But I, I think two pasta is always really kind of fun too, right? Because two pasta, um, when you when you cook it, you can finish it in the sauce, and and the sauce will, you know, get sucked up inside the tube, so you get this really kind of chewy, juicy bite of so, so, you know sauce that tastes really great. I think um, you know uh, canned soups are always something that's like a really perfect uh, addition to. Any pantry you can do something fun with. Um, you know, my wife makes a beef stroganoff. Um, I, she makes it what uh, Wyoming style with canned mushroom soup and ground beef and sliced mushrooms and butter noodles, and it is one of the best things ever. Uh, so I think there's yeah, there's a lot of things that you can kind of turn into you know good simple basics uh, and just understanding really how, how your palate works too, right? Spicy, sour, salty, sweet. You can make anything taste good. Um, and I'm really excited about our guest today too, because uh, I, I just I just think this guy has kind of turned this whole thing into you know kind of a work of art. Like Lorenzo, if you if you check out his Instagram page, his whole uh, ethos is just cooking with very very minimal ingredients and things that everybody's got laying around. Uh, so it makes it really super approachable. Yeah, this is going to be a fun episode, and this is always these uh these like really learning episodes where like anyone can do it as long as you have the stuff in the in the pantry or in the refrigerator, and we all have that stuff. Uh, I've gotten like pretty good at it as well. When it's like we've got nothing here, I'm like, hold on, I can I can MacGyver this thing. I promise you. Well, we don't have any tomato sauce for uh, the salsa or for the spaghetti, but we have salsa. I've made that into a spaghetti sauce, which was actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why not? But yeah, sure. Of course, you get the like, like, and just make it up. We're, we're going to call it like Latin American spaghetti. Here we go. Yeah, and, and yeah, just come up with a cute name. If the world's never seen it before, like it's a worldwide debut. You know, this is the first time the world's ever had this dish, and we're doing it tonight. Like, if you put and, it, and listen, I'm thinking about this out loud. But if you had, if you had salsa and pasta, and then I, I'm even go out on a limb and put a big scoop of guacamole on top of that. If I'm hungry. I'm going to murder that plate of food. I'm yeah. excited about it, right? So, and and listen, I, I don't know. I think Stranger Things have been had. 
It's not crazy. I agree. Well, let's take a quick yeah. break. When we come back, we are going to have uh, the author of the new cookbook, Something Out of Nothing, on the show, Lorenzo Espada. Stick around. You're listening to Two Dudes in the Kitchen. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. All right, welcome back to Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Our guest today is a self-taught chef who has passion for cooking and bringing people together with cuisine ranging from seafood to soul food. Lorenzo makes something out of nothing. Lorenzo Espada, known as Eat With Zoe on Instagram, has a whopping 1.1 million followers, is known for his delicious delicious recipes of sweet potato stuffed French toast, which I watched, I think, on Good Morning America recently. Welcome to Two Dudes in a Kitchen, Zoe. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, man. Excited to be here. Excited to talk about anything, food, and new cookbook, everything. I think I'd update your stats. I think that's 1.9 million followers on Instagram. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard the 1.1. I was just in the slide, but yeah, it is. It, I don't. That might be. That might be a little old. Yes, we're like. We're yeah, like claim us now. Yeah. Yeah, I am I am Ron Burgundy. I can only read what's on the teleprompter. All right. So <laughs> hey, so Zo, the, the new cookbook is called Something Out of Nothing. And we were talking kind of before we brought you on about some of our favorite things that we make when our wives are like, there's nothing to eat in the kitchen, there's nothing in the pantry. And then we're like, hold on, give me a right. couple of seconds. I can make something. What is a two-part question. What is your favorite thing to make when you've got nothing uh, around and you can just like scrounge something up? And is what is a couple of things that you absolutely need to kind of like stockpile in your pantry for those days when you got to make something out of nothing? Right, right. Okay. So one of my go-to is always has to be some kind of like maybe like something with rice. And so, so to, it, something with rice I mean, you can take like 
a rice, maybe some, you guys always have some frozen vegetables. You said you were going to eat, but you never got around eating them stuck in the freezer. Um, and then any kind of, man, chicken, a little shrimp, something like that. Any kind of like that, you, I don't know, you make a stir fry, make a little, little saucy, anything like that. So that's kind of like my go-to, you know, me, my fiance, we're like, man, we're hungry. We don't know what we have to eat. As far as stockpiling, there's a few things. So, Of course, I like to stockpile. I mentioned rice. I like to stockpile the minute rice, the boil in a bag. Now, I cook a lot. I'm, I'm really good at cooking. Rice is like my kryptonite. But the boil in a bag, man, it's like personal serving sizes. Throw it in there, and you're good to go. But I also really like stocking up on things like, and I don't know about y'all, but for me, I always have like some frozen shrimp in the freezer, Um, I don't really care. I usually keep maybe like some frozen chicken way down in the freezer, but shrimp takes what 30 seconds to thaw out. You know what I mean? Nobody has time to sit there for an hour for chicken, steak, whatever to thaw out. So I always keep some shrimp in there. I love it. I, I, I believe that Tyler said the, basically the exact same thing before he came on. It's like, well, rice, uh, you gotta have some rice. Yeah, yeah you got to. Yeah. My wife has a rice steamer called the Tiger. Yeah. It's like it's a small little tabletop thing. It's like R two D two. It makes the most perfect rice. She she'll make like she'll put together lentils, which is one of her like her, her famous dishes to put together. She'll make a little, a little green curry, uh, and then finish that with apricot jam and a little bit of sour cream and fresh cilantro from the garden and sliced jalapenos. And if we have chicken, cool. If not, we're having lentils, then which is great. Yeah. And um, and then he, she, she can turn that into sort of a uh, a latin american flavor profile with like no joke salsa avocado you know turkey cooked down with like chili powder which is really great fresh lime juice um and i'll i'll eat an entire bowl and yeah, grill with it sounds like something like um you ever had kava like a kava bowl like kava bowl chipotle style bowl like any yeah. kind of rice bowl any kind of rice bowl i feel like is 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 filling? You know what I mean. You can add anything in it, mix it all up, eat it like a salad. So yeah, and, and get leftovers and have a little bit for the next day. That's great. All right. So Zoe, let's talk about this new cookbook. You're something out of nothing. Yes. How did it start? Where did this all come from? How did you decide to make the cookbook about this specifically? And what are some of your favorite kind of recipes in there? Okay, so the term "something out of nothing" came from growing up. As you just said, you know, you said, you know, your wives, fiancés are in there like, we don't have nothing to eat. So my dad, that was big on my dad. So I grew up, I have three brothers, including me. So it's four of us. Well, yeah, it not including me. So it's four of us. And so my mom, my dad, the four of us, I mean, that's a lot of mouths to feed. You know what I mean? So, so my mom coming from work, she was the cook in the house. And she's like, uh, sometimes she's tired. And he's like, oh, well, we don't want to spend a lot of money eating out. You know, we got something in there, you know, make something out of nothing. So we would get in there. Um. Spam, spam was big in our household. Breakfast food, um, little turkey sandwiches, you know. So you pretty much take a little bit of meal. You might have an omelet with a piece of spam, maybe a peanut butter and jelly. I don't know, you know. You're just making something, whatever you had. So that was big. Like growing up, it was always like you may not think you have something, but you can make a meal out of something in there. And then that's kind of where I took it and was telling people, as you know, I just said. I usually have some shrimp in the, in the refrigerator. I usually have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it, that's where I kind of just took the slogan because it stuck with me and just really was like a something close to my heart part of my life. But the way that I present it now is something out of nothing. Don't take it too literally. Take it like if you have, for example, let's say you want to make a shrimp Alfredo pasta. 
if you have just the fettuccine noodles, I mean, literally just those by themselves, it's just fettuccine noodle. You know, that's it. Just the shrimp. Now, you know, shrimp by itself is good, but with no seasoning, nothing on it. It's just shrimp. Um, just the heavy cream, you know, you're not going to just drink heavy cream by itself. You're not going to eat a stick of butter. So kind of take all those things together. Now you make something out of quote unquote, nothing, all the ingredients. That's kind of where I stuck with it. It's just, it's been my slogan. It's something I just, it resonates with me. And, um, that's how the term, you know, let's make something out of nothing came about in regards to the cookbook, man, it's been, it's been a journey of, I went from selling plates in college on Sundays to eventually, COVID hit, had to switch things up, private dinners. And then really it was, it took me about two and a half years to kind of get a, a jump start. And then Instagram started blowing up, man. I went from like 2,000 to 10,000, 10,000 to 100, 100 to 500,000, all within like 30 day increments. And then that was where it was like, okay, you know, time to start taking things seriously. You know, my, I had a daughter, all of that. And then fast forward, gosh, we've been doing this about three going on four years now. And I mean, things really were just came full storm, got opportunity to put a book out, put the book out and really kept the book really wanted to make it homey, but not too, you know, a little professional at the same time. You know, I wanted this book to make people feel like, okay, we're cooking something, but feel like I'm right there next to you, you know, have fun with it. My family is big on cooking, so we like to have the memories. So, you know, when you read the book, you see the book, you're going to see this is not a traditional, oh, let me just have a really fancy picture. And right now, like, I'm going to give you a little story about everything. I'm going to show you mm -hmm. a little bit of a homey style plating and all of that. Congratulations on the book. I think it's so fantastic. And this is your first one, right? Yes, yes. First, first physical cookbook. I've done, like, e-cookbooks in the past. But, yeah, this is yeah. one, you know, actually in the house. Tell me about that feeling when yeah. you open up the box for the first time and you pull your first copy of the book. Man, it was so it was funny. I was I was on vacation. I came back home. I'm like, what's this on the front door? Didn't even know it was coming. Um, get to open the book. And of course, you know, during this process, you get a lot of like previews, you know, e-copies, you know, seeing how everything's gonna look. But to actually see it in person was like it was one of those moments where you're like, you you don't think it's real, but then you're able to be like, man, I, I'm trying to bask in the moment, but I, there was still so much to do. But just actually seeing the book in person, like, wow, this is I can prop this up. Like I have it's funny. I have like five or six books propped all around the house. Like that's a decoration for every room. But that that was definitely like that. Things are really, you know, you went from driving around in this old car, selling place to now you're a published, you know, cookbook author. It's it is such a milestone, my friend. Congratulations on that, by the way. It's, it's a very very special feeling. So, when it comes to the cookbook uh, specifically, what is your what is your favorite uh, recipe in there for people that like you know are considering buying the book and, and wanting to make something good? So give me give me a category because there's 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 a lot. I got a lot of okay. favorites in there, but I'll I'll give you like a fan favorite and then like a personal favorite. Okay, perfect. So for a fan favorite, I'm going to go with probably, uh, man, it's, it's so hard because we have a lot of recipes in there. So I, I'll give you like one of the fan favorites that really kind of like blew it up. Um, I tell the story, it was a crab cake biscuit. So it's a crab cake pretty much seared on the outside, how you traditional crab cake. 
And it's like a cheddar biscuit. Think of like Red Lobster. Kind of few, they had a baby together. So now you got the soft, doughy, buttery, outer biscuit layer, the crab cake in the middle. Um, That's just one of the recipes where it's just like, it's something different. It's really not that hard to make when you get down to making it, but it's full of flavor, man. That's one that people just love is, you know, they were just, that's kind of that would blew me up. So it got me viral. And a personal favorite, I would have to say would be, uh, man. Um, so I, I'm, again, you know, I'm big on the rice things. I mean, we have in there a chicken and dumpling recipe that's really like homey, just like, you know, warm the house up. I got a beef stew recipe in there. That's one of my favorite. I'm big on, that's one of my favorite things to cook recipes that take a long time. You know, I want to be able to have the house smelling like whatever you're making the whole day and then just being able to eat the hard work. You know what I mean? After the long day. But yes, I would definitely say the crab cake biscuits. Um, one of the beef stew, like one of the more homey recipes. And then honorable mention would probably be one of the desserts. So there's a banana pudding cheesecake in there that, you know, if you like, if you don't like banana flavor, it's very subtle, but just, it's just a delicious, you know, really like bring that to the holiday table. You know, yeah, it's going to be a star. Bomb, that sounds bomb. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's, yeah. it's 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 no bake, so it doesn't you know if you don't really aren't in the baking cheesecakes, it's easy. Just make it, put it in the fridge, and it's good to go. Love that, even better. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Can you walk us through the steps of making the crab cake biscuit? Like literally like you're making the recipe. Yeah. Just follow along. All right, I got you. Yeah. So get a bowl, add your crab meat in. Then you're going to add in like the um, 
mayo, Worcestershire sauce, and that's always the hardest word to say. I call it W word sauce. Um, a little crackers, some lemon juice, a little mustard, then season it up. So, and that's one thing too. I know in the book, with the cookbook, I try to make it to let people know, like, take what, whatever I was seasoning with, but everybody has their preference, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I know some family members that literally before they taste anything, they're adding salt to it. You know what I mean? But yeah, so season that up how you want. Um, and make sure the crab cake isn't too too liquidy or too too um dry. Then you put those form those into the the crab cake forms. And now you either bake those or you can sear them. I like searing them, my personal preference, just because you get a little more flavor locked in. But, you know, baking is fine, too. It's easier. Then you let those kind of cool down. Are you chill. searing them in butter or oil or olive oil? What did you what did So, gosh, you're putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think. On the, I want to um, go make this later, so I want to know yeah, what I'm supposed yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you, I got you. you can bake them, too, right? Can you bake these? Or? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can bake no. them. Um. I, I, I want to see yeah, in the book we do sear them just because you're able to lock like a little more of a um like a little more of a durable layer on that outer edge so that instead of baking it's be a little just a little softer so you're gonna sear them mm -hmm. um sear them in a little a little olive oil uh then you're gonna have the crab cakes done on both sides and you set those to the side now what you're gonna do after that is you're gonna get the biscuit dough the biscuit dough gets a little tricky because it gets sticky because you want it it's not a like a don't think like breakfast buttermilk biscuits. No, this is more of like a sticky dough. So you're going to get um the flour, or I think we use biscuit mix in this. A little, little life hack. You know what I mean? You're going to take biscuit dough. You're going to add the flour mix in there. You're going to add cheddar cheese, butter, buttermilk. Um, then you season the biscuit dough like savory. A little garlic powder in there, Italian seasoning. Then you make that. So now the tricky part is put your gloves on. Because everything's going to stick. So you take the crab cake in one hand, then you take some biscuit dough like this in the other hand, and then you drop it on. So you drop it on, kind of push it down. It's going to be messy. Then transfer it to the other hand. So this hand should still be pretty much clean. Then take some more biscuit dough, plop it on there, and you kind of just close it. Close it like mm -hmm. that. You mm -hmm. just plop it on some parchment paper. And then you can, you know, close it up as, you, you know, if you got some spots where you can see the crab cake, and then you bake it. You bake it um, for about 10 to 15 minutes until the biscuit, though, gets um, nice and brown on the outside. And then literally, when it comes out, I usually top it with some melted butter because, I mean, crab mm. cakes are good with butter. Biscuits are good with butter. A little melted butter. And then the result, man, I'm telling you, the first time I ever had it, me and my fiance were on Valentine's Day. We were having us a couple of drinks, and it was just one of those, like, we're we're honestly a little drunk right now. Let's let's try something new. You know, we try something new. And, <laughs> that sounds and, great, and, man. I mean, amazing, you know. And then we were like, like I wish I could have a fly on the wall recording that moment when we first tried it. We were like, because I, you know, I, I didn't. I, I do that all the time. I test new things. I didn't think it was gonna taste good. So I'm like, you know what? How does this taste? And then I looked at her. She looked at me. And it was like, yeah, that's 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 the one right there. And then it's crazy how that was the one to literally like you know, pivot and change, change, change my life. Honestly. I love, I love the idea of, of that happening. I, all my best ideas happen when I'm drunk. There you go. Especially in food. Crab cake biscuits with, with whipped cream fresh and caviar. Sounds great. Yeah. In terms of accoutrement with that. So you, you said you, you do it with a little bit of butter. But when, when I think of crab cakes, I think of like, okay, I need uh 
I need like some sort of white sauce to go with it. Do you do you have any like dipping sauce that goes with it, or is it just is it just so good it doesn't need anything? So I have um, when I used to do private dinners, I did make like a, I guess you, you like like a spicy mayo type yeah. of sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah, I made I made one of those for somebody one time, and um, you know, people were like it was good. The one thing I just me personally preference, it's already a very heavy dish because yeah. you have. You know, a biscuit, buttery biscuit dough, and then you know, a crab cake with mayo. Like crab, you know, crab is already really rich in flavor. So I, I, I that's why I was, I was, I tried it with the butter on top, and that was good. And the lemon just really like brings everything out. You can, you definitely can do. I've never tried it before. I'm like in the cookbook, we have a homemade Alfredo sauce. I feel like mm -hmm. that would be really good. Maybe a little homemade Alfredo sauce, dip it in the crab cake. That probably would be crazy. Can I make this even worse for you? But like, I totally yeah. would crush this if I was hungover. What if we took that and then you continued on and made this like into an eggs Benedict? So then a poached egg on top of that with like some hollandaise or something, right? And then all yeah, all yeah. day long, dude. Right? All day long. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could scale those down too with a little bit of like whipped cream fresh and caviar. You could have a great little yeah, uh, yeah. And, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's that, that's the great thing about about the book and just about like me in general, like I definitely like, I tell people, you know, like take that recipe, for example, what you just said right there with, with the, the eggs Benedict, right. I would want somebody to buy the cookbook, look at that recipe and say, man, I made this and it was good. And then the next day I did this, I want you to take a pen and in that book, cross whatever out and say, add this so that, you know, make it personable. You know what I mean? Just so mm -hmm. that you're not sitting there and like, Oh yeah, we have to stick by the script. Like, no, I want you to be able to say, no, this recipe is great. But when I do this, it turns into the best thing I've ever tasted before, you know, because that's that, that's that's the point. Because, I mean, me personally, you know, I, I, you know, I go out to eat all the time, have to try the best things. Like I went, um, gosh, I went to a restaurant one time and I had something and well, something was on the menu. I told the dude, can we um, can you substitute it for this and add this on there? And the dude looked at me and was like. Yeah, that's probably the greatest thing I've ever heard at the <laughs> restaurant before. And and, and, it, and it came out and it was like, he was like, man, we might have to add it to the menu. But it's just crazy. You know, people just think of their own different, you know, ideas and twists on, on food. And, you know, it turns out mm -hmm. great every time. Tyler, do you have some dishes in your restaurants that were uh, like patron um, inspired by people being like, hey, you know what? I, I kind of want to want this kind of with that. And then you're like, man, I got to put that in the uh, menu now. Yeah, so we just put this new dish on the menu last week at Miller and Lutz, and it, it, it's a fan favorite. I've had 10 different requests uh, walking around the dining room to bring it back, and it, it, it was a chicken melonese. Uh, that was last summer, and the, the set was fresh tomato and, a, and artichoke, and then now we're turning into a piccata flavor profile. So, you know, again, all those really kind of delicious, bright flavors that you would expect to see with a piccata. Um, but we're adding winter note to it as well. So it's cauliflower puree, roasted cauliflower, and then uh, crispy capers. So you get that little kind of crunchy texture, bright lemon, and then arugula from the farmer's market. And then we finish it with a, a brown dark chicken jus uh, that has piccata and lemon flavor in it as well. So uh, beautiful caper, beautiful lemon, and then that gets poured table size. It's a beautiful dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's one of those things. But like I said, it's like one one thing I've definitely tried to do just within my, my cooking culinary journey, all of that. It's just I I I want to test boundaries. You know what I mean? Like I definitely want like I, I'm I'm huge on man. 
something like authentic, cultural. I want to try it because I mean, I feel like the best way to, to experience and just learn is try new things. Like, man, I've made videos before and people, half the people are in the comments saying, oh my gosh, praising you. You made the best version of whatever, you know what I mean? I made, then you have the other half saying, oh no, why would you try that? That's not how my grandmother made it. That's not how my uncle made it. This, this, this. But it's like, you know, who makes stuff the same way, you know? And, and one thing I've learned is that a lot of people's taste buds are different. You know, somebody who's never had, for example, mm -hmm. what you just said um, with, that you made in your restaurant, the the, the souped-up chicken nugget, right? Somebody who's never had something like that may yeah, say, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's probably nasty. You know what I mean? But then somebody else was like, yo, you've never had this. This is probably the greatest thing you're ever going to taste. And that's why, you know, you, you never can trust one person's taste buds. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's just... It's just funny how food works. You know, everybody has their own opinions, but things are always good and bad. They also say that your taste buds change every seven years. Um, yeah. So the, the the taste bud thing, like to me, you, the spicy, sour, salty, sweet thing with the, with a flavor profile, right? Like that to me, it's really almost hard to mess it up. Like you could hand me the most wacky ingredients and I promise you I can make it absolutely delicious. And I've done this a bunch of times. I remember I used to have a radio show in New York City, and we, we used to do this thing called Stump the Chef. And some lady called up and said, okay, chef, tough guy, anchovies and peanut butter. Put that together. I'm like, that's that's a, a Thai peanut fish sauce. So that's a Thai peanut sauce with, with grilled chicken curry and lime. And 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 so you, you kind of put these things into ingredients that are really – it's always spicy, sour, salty, sweet. Spicy, sour, salty, sweet. So as long as you can kind of stay in those realms, I can make most ingredients taste really, really good together. You know, it, it may it may be a little avant garde or so off the beaten path, but it's still going to be great. Right, right. So, so I I have a theory I want to just throw throw into to, to your heads. So I had a friend one time. I was I was working. Um, uh, this was about a year ago. I was working with a brand, and we were talking about the taste buds because. So I'm not a fan. I just I'm only 25. So don't don't shoot don't shoot me. I'm just not a huge fan of mushrooms. I just cannot. I just I don't know what it is. I've tried, tried, tried. You know what I mean. I just I can't get with them. But I just have this thought in my head that like in the next like 10 years, I'm gonna love like some sautéed mushrooms on top of a steak or I don't know. I just I I want to I want to love them so bad, but I just can't. So the theory I have, and we were talking, is that. They say your taste buds change change every seven years. Somebody told me they're like, no. Well, what if your taste buds just get weaker as you get older? So you know, like think think about kids. Kids don't like onions, mushrooms, vegetables. You know, they don't like a lot of things. But as they get older, some some of them, you know, as they get older, oh yeah, I love I love onions. I love raw onions on a sandwich. Now maybe it's you know when you're when as you're younger. The taste of a raw onion is so strong that as you get older, you're like, oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's dull now. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's that's something that I, I was. It was interesting to think about. I was like, you know, that that could be maybe your taste buds are dying off. They're not changing. That's why you know you're you're starting to like more things. That's that's a proven fact, by the way. They weaker. Yep, yep. As you get old, your taste buds diminish for sure. Ugh. Wow. So that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. But so here's the thing, though. I so I I'm the youngest of five kids. My family was very much in the uh, believed in like the French way of raising uh, the kids, which was 
we did there was no like dinner for the kids and then dinner for the adults it was this is dinner you guys are fucking eating it or you're going to be hungry right. and so i used to like really really complex things as a kid and i still do and i still like love onions and garlic and really savory stuff but i will say this to your mushroom thing have you had like truffle risotto with like truffle shaved on the risotto I, I have not. I, I do want okay. to try it. Yeah. Smoke it some some weed. Get yeah. like a good butt. Like there will be nothing better than like yeah. a real like and they come and they shave it off on there yeah. and it kind of melts. Tyler, you know what I'm talking about. A thousand percent. Uh, without a doubt. And and you know, to me, like some of those savory things, you gotta keep playing around with it. And if you don't like it, it's no big deal. If it's not your jam, well, right. cool. Well, the first question we ask people when they come into the restaurant, do you guys have any allergies or any preferences? If you yeah. don't like mushrooms, we're not going to cook them with mushrooms. But if you do love them, we have the world's most beautiful chanterelle mushrooms that are coming in right now. We have, you know, obviously we have truffles from Alba and from uh, Provence, and 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 they're they're amazing too. Um, and some of those things like have a really really good place to be able to kind of fit in. Where's home for you, by the way? So I'm I'm actually right now I'm in North Carolina. I'm in North Carolina. Um, have family was I was born. A lot of my family lives in the New Jersey area, and also in like Florida. Like I got family really spread out. Some in Florida, some of the Atlanta, Georgia area. So definitely, definitely East Coast. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. And and I know like yeah, speaking of that, I definitely my thing is. The, the thing I live by, I'll try anything twice. So if I, if I have any, if I have anything and I don't like it, I'm yeah, give it to me again. I'll try it again a different way. I'm I'm, I'm open. I, I I'll try anything because I, I know I'm, I love food, so I'm, I'm always open to just tasting anything. We're running out of time with you, but I did want to talk about one last thing that I saw yeah. on on Good Morning America. You you made this delicious recipe, and it was something that I had never seen before, and I thought it was like such a like a genius idea. Can you just talk about and, and kind of give us like the overview of what the decadent sweet potato French toast is for everyone out there. Yeah, yeah, I got you, got you. So the sweet potato French toast idea came from uh, um, around holiday season, Thanksgiving. You have sweet potato pie, sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie. They're very similar, right? So the thing was, you know, you technically can't eat pie for breakfast, and I feel like it's a, there's an exception on the holidays, but you know, you pie isn't a breakfast thing. So I was like, man, how can I get the same like concept of having this, you know, delicious dessert for breakfast time? Everybody loves French toast, you know what I mean? But I was like, how can we switch this up differently? So I pretty much made, you know, sweet potato pie one day, had some leftover fillings, and I was like, let's let's you know eat it for breakfast. You take the French toast, you get like a thick cut of bread, you get um. You want to try to find like a nice brioche bread, any kind of bread you can find. Make sure you cut it thick and you cut a slit in the top. So imagine a slice of bread like this, but cut it, you know, cut it down the middle like that. Leave a little bit open. Then you take your sweet potato filling, add it to a piping bag, and then you make a custard with a little, um, a little heavy cream. You add a little, um, when I'm the little ingredient, I throw a little hazelnut syrup in there. You know, your fresh cinnamon, nutmeg, all of those flavors, pretty much all the flavors of the fall sweet potato, dump it in there and then you just get a nice sear on both sides. I cook regular French toast and then now you can add a little caramel drizzle on top, a little warm maple syrup. 
but the final product is just really like a deconstructed new version of a pie slice of pie but for breakfast and it's not overly sweet it's not you know it's not really rich but you know if you love french toast you love pie it's it's, it's sure to be you know entering your household I wonder if there's other pie you can substitute for, you know, like. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people don't like hot fruit. I, I I enjoy it, but I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't really like um hot fruit. My sister-in-law says know. that, and she says it that way. She goes, we'll be like, do you yeah. want apple pie? And she goes, no, I don't like hot fruit. And I'm like, I never even heard anyone call it like yeah, that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like people will get um apple pie, peach yeah. cobbler, and only get crust. And the crust and the flavor, they won't eat any of the fruit. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, well, that sounds awesome. I now I've I've learned a lot of things that I'm going to make at brunch from this episode. Yeah. Lorenzo Espada, thank you so much for coming on Two Dudes in the Kitchen. Um, everyone out there, go please pick up something out of nothing. Where can people buy it? Is it uh, on Amazon? Is it uh, on oh. your Instagram? Where is it? Yeah, so it's um it's it's being it's sold everywhere. Amazon, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, pretty much anywhere books are sold. It will be online. You may get lucky and catch a copy in person. You know, it's, it's, we've been selling out a lot of places. You know, congratulations to me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, the link is in all of my social media bios. Every bio is Eat Witzo, E A T W I T Z O. Um, you know, I push the book everywhere. So you'll gladly, easily find it on all of my pages. Um, but yeah, that's it's an amazing book. Not a holiday book, it's for every occasion. Ranging from breakfast dishes to cocktails to desserts, all of the above. So I just want everybody to enjoy it and make memories with the book. That's the main point I want everybody to do. Get the book, make your own memories with it, tweak it how you like it, and just have fun in the kitchen. Love it. Lorenzo, thank you so much for coming on Two Dudes in the Kitchen. Tyler, do you got uh, anything else? It was a uh, great talking to you, man. Uh, next time you're in California, we'd love to have you. And uh, let's get together and cook some time. Let's do it, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, thank you for, you know, take those notes on that crab cake biscuit, man. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm totally going to do something with that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone out there, go follow uh, Zoe. It's Eat, E-A-T, and then W-I-T, Wit, and then Zoe on all social media. Pick up the book, Something Out of Nothing. And um, yeah, thank you so much, man. If you come out to Los Angeles, let's go get a slice of pie or whatnot. And if you're ever in the Bay Area, go to Miller and Lux and let Chef Tyler Florence blow your mind because that restaurant is very good. Let's do it, man. I'm so excited. Definitely got that on my to-do list. Yeah, I got to go come, come kick it with y'all. All right, Zoe. Right thank on. you so much, man. Happy holidays, brother. Yeah, happy holidays to y'all. That guy's awesome, man. What a fun interview. What a cool idea for a cookbook too. Something out of nothing. I mean, we all do it, but he had so many good, like all, all those ideas that he came out with were fantastic. But then since we started the show with like trying to be creative, like with, with what you got, then I think we all started doing the thing. Like, Hold on, well, then you could do this and then you could do this and this and this. And then I feel like the recipes that he had then also became like this whole new something out of nothing idea, which was kind of a fun little twist to the show, I thought. That's one of the greatest things I love about this podcast is just the idea flow. So we'll have guests on. They'll start talking about something. We'll take it somewhere else. But it always ends up being a very interesting dish that you know you're going to make at home, which is so great. I love this guy's energy. He's yeah. 25 years old. Um, he's got a big, long career in front of him. You can tell. Uh, his book looks really great. And, and watch this kid grow. One last thing. You talk about this a lot on the show. And I think I know what you're saying, but sometimes I'm a little bit confused when you're 
like, okay, you need, you need the flavor types are savory, uh, bitter, uh, sweet and spicy or whatever. When you say that, Tyler, do you mean that every dish should have all of those things or a few of them, or is the perfect dish the ones that incorporates all of them? Well, your tongue responds to spicy, Mm. sour, salty, and sweet. It's the reason that Thai food tastes so delicious. Because it has the has the uh, sweetness from the coconut milk, it has the sourness from the lime juice, it has saltiness from the sauce, it has the sweetness from the chili. So it's a very complex, full flavor. Your palate really likes full, complex flavors, right? Mm-hmm. So my wife, who is my greatest culinary student, we've been together for 17 years now, right? When we start cooking together, she'll bring a little spoon of something to me and say, hey, listen, I'm working on the soup or chili, whatever it is. Like, what do you think? And I'll give her notes, and she's gotten really, really great on seasoning. So spicy, sour, salty, sweet. So peanut butter brittle, right? That's sweet and salty, right? And those flavor combinations always work. You, you could take anything. You could, you could take, you know, like uh, uh, anchovies and honey, and you could make that. I'm, I'm promising you could make that incredibly delicious or something, right? So you can make those salty, sweet, spicy, sour, salty, sweet. You can make those flavors spin a thousand times in a row. So if you taste, if you're cooking, and you've added salt, and it's like it's okay, and you're kind of hitting the ceiling of salt, squeeze a lemon juice. It's going to unlock a whole new world of the ingredients that you're cooking. Um, a little bit of sugar to pipe down some of the acidity, right? Or maybe even balance out some of the salt if you've hit it a little too heavy. A little bit of uh, 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 chili, and that can come in a lot of different directions, either from Dijon mustard has a nice little spice kick to it. Uh, Tabasco sauce has a nice kick to it. Um, uh, you know, Korean chili flakes. There's a lot of different directions you can go with chili. That's going to wake it up in a way that your tongue's really, really going to respond to it. So it, it doesn't necessarily, ma- honestly, matter what you're cooking. But if you think of it from a flavor profile, I want to extract the soul out of this eggs benedict that you were talking about earlier, right? And so you, there's a couple of different ways you can go to really kind of make it truly delicious. And you're going to uh, uh, see your cooking go through the roof of how delicious you could possibly take it. Salt is just the beginning. I love that. Yeah, so if you if you go and taste something which you should always be tasting while you're cooking and you find it to be heavy on in in one area like let's say it is very very salty then it's like okay well then I need to go find some acidity or something else to try to balance it out. Um I love that. It's I I guess I think I I do that naturally. And I always obviously do that with my wife. Like, what does this guacamole need? And she'd be like, uh, I think it needs it, you know. Um, but it's a good, lime it's juice. A good yeah. lesson. Yeah, lime juice, salt, lime juice, chili. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Lime juice, salt, chili, yeah, cilantro, exactly all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fun episode, man. Good luck with the restaurant out there in Hawaii. Uh, it looks beautiful, and I can't wait for you to fly me out there and wine and dine me at the so, new Miller and Lux in Hawaii. Is it pretty? I will say that this is just one half of the room, bro. And then, and then here, that's the beautiful Pacific Ocean right there, man. And then that's the golf course too. That's you, bro. That's eight people, right? Isn't that cool? Everyone's got to be somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, we're so excited about this, man. We we, we've been working on this deal for a year uh, with the Four Seasons. They've been fabulous, and uh, we can't wait uh, for the next journey of Miller and Lux. Here we go. That's amazing, man. Well, you've just been a busy bee with the the new restaurant in San Francisco and this one, man. 
Yeah. Uh, I feel a little inadequate. I got to be honest with you, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad I, at least I got this show with you. Oh, oh. Uh, everyone out there, thanks so much for listening to Two Dudes in the Kitchen. Please follow us over on Instagram. It's at Two Dudes in the Kitchen. DM us over there. Any questions, concerns, uh, recipe questions you've got, and we'll do them on air. And yeah, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. <laughs> we'll take that. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.